Hello, Warriors. How are you guys doing this evening? Um, tonight is Thursday, Jan- uh, July the 7th, uh, 2022. And tonight is a very special night, guys. We have um, a very special guest with us tonight, um, including two other guests of mine uh, that is very special um, in their own right and special to me, of course. Uh, Miss Tracy Allen and Miss Ingrid Hubert, and the very special guest that I have on Horror Movie Warriors tonight is a a very big actor. <laughs> I mean, he's been in lots of stuff. I just hadn't seen any of it. <laughs> but uh, but tonight's um, movie that we're discussing, uh, I I have seen it, so I want to um I can't wait to talk about it with them uh, mr bill obers jr thank you so much for being here mr bill latrice thank you for having me and i appreciate you using the junior because my father's very funny about that he's like i don't want people to think i'm a damn actor <laughs> <laughs> make any time any time anybody does not use the junior just to tell them it's not me <laughs> so just to be official that's not my daddy that's right that is junior not senior yeah, yeah. <laughs> well mr bill how are you how have you been uh, um are you still acting do you have any acting roles coming up or if i'm crying too much please just tell me <laughs> I do, it's, no, it's what I do for a living. I suppose I like till I die. Uh, the time of this day massacre, I was doing 10 to 12 movies a year, and I've slowed down a little bit because I got to the point where I didn't have to work as much. I do two, three a year. I'm doing some writing. You know, I also do stage work, um, and I had wanted to return some to stage. But I do three, yeah, a couple, three movies a year. I'm on set right now for one, actually, for Mark Savage's new movie, which is called Killcraft, and um, it's shooting in Seattle. And I play a very strange, physically uh, odd character in that movie. And those are the types of people that I really like to play. I like to play, I call them wounded monsters. Uh-huh. <laughs> people who, who outwardly may be off-putting, uh, but inwardly they're wounded. Yeah. Like right. All of us. That's what I find most interesting is the idea that we're all really uh, monsters, but we pretend that only some people are. That, isn't that the truth? Oh my goodness. And I think that's why a lot of people don't like horror movies, especially a lot of Christians don't like horror movies because in my opinion, horror movies put up a, put a mirror up to our faces and it makes us examine ourselves, if that makes any sense. I'm waiting for others to speak, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I believe wholeheartedly in what you said, Latrice. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you have to have the feel and understand what's going on in the movie with the character. And there are all kinds of variables that go with that. So, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, even the the movie that we discussed last week on this thing with uncle sam you know a mm. lot of people will say that oh that movie is so demonic well what what was demonic about it i mean it was kind right. of being truthful 
I mean, you know, these kids, uh, some of the people that are in the military or the Air Force or whatever, you know, servicemen, you know, whatever service they are in, some of them, let's face it, some of them are just doing it just to be doing it or, or, or just doing it just for the fun of the kill. You know, some people are. And I think some people don't like to hear that. You know, right. they don't like right. to hear truth, you know. Oh, it's and, dangerous with truth now. Oh, and not the truth. It's <laughs> 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 dystopia type world with the draconian type laws. I'm like, I'm like, ooh. I'm not lying. Never leave the house. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, you know, if I got to get down with the get down, I'll get down. (laughs) And uh, I mean, and and truth be told, even did today, um, uh, Mr. Bill, I mean, um, you have a man who lost his family and then went crazy, you know, and, and, you know, that's, I think that's, in my opinion, it's normal, but not normal. You know, he's, uh, I, I think the character of Vic should have got some help, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, I mean, it, I mean, it's, um, you know, it, it happens every day, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you don't find anybody eating apples like Vic did. <laughs> well, for the for listeners who haven't seen the movie, which is probably all you said, uh, the movie is on Tubi now. It's, it's yes. Tubi's a great thing. Yes, it is. Older horror movies, you, a lot of them aren't on DVD, but you can see this one. I think we made this in like 2013 or 14. It's called. It was originally called Vic. That's the foreign release, um, but it's on Tubi as Ditch Day Massacre. Yes. Ditch refers to skipping school. Yes, it does. Which is which was a phrase I had not heard before that. But that's what the movie's about. So if your audience wants to check it out, and Vic, the character they're referring to, is the character that I play, and um, he's lost his wife and his young child in a drunken driving accident. Right. A young drunken driver. And he decides on the anniversary of the death. He's been preparing for this, building up to it for a year. And he decides to go on a rampage. And his rampage, of course, being an 80s slasher homage, it includes not only the young woman who caused the accident, but all of her friends who happened to be in her orbit at the time. Mm-hmm. And a nice neighbor lady played by Lynn Lowry. So everybody gets caught up. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. Everybody gets caught up in the sin. <laughs> Lynn, Lynn, I always felt bad for Lynn's fish. Yeah. Like, oh, now who's going to feed them? I know, right? Right. Well, I tell you what, I am so happy that, um, uh, uh, that Bill is on here because I have always wanted to uh, interview um, the villain, right? Uh, I always wanted to interview the villain because, um, as far as I um, know, nobody has really, um, nobody mainstream anyway, has 
ever interview the villain. So we don't know, you know, how they feel about being the villain. We don't know how they felt, felt you know. You know I can tell you. Uh, yeah, There's please, a, please I, do. I, I could tell I you. A couple hundred, I'll, I'll let Bill go first. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Mr. Bill, uh, how does it feel playing the villain? I'll tell you. I played a couple hundred of them, and here's the deal. <laughs> uh, no one sees themselves as a villain. Exactly. Yeah. No matter what they do, right? How reprehensible their actions may be, in their own, we all have our own life stories. Right. And in our own life stories, we are always the victim. Yeah, that's the, true. The, the perpetrator. Right. And, and that's that's the reason why I think faith is important because it's the only way to take yourself out of the center of your own life story. Right. But if you're in the center of your own life story, you're always going to feel put upon. The world has done you wrong. And all the villains that I've ever played, from the necrophiliac clown. To the serial killer and criminal minds who want to kill the people who are responsible for it. Oh, I love this guy, Vic. All, all of them see themselves as victims. In some sense, we all are. But the question is, how far do you take that? Yeah. When are your actions no longer justified? When does they did me wrong no longer justify your actions? Wow, that's a yeah. very good question. That's the insightful thing, too. You know, Here's King said, Dr. King said, only love will stop the cycle of hate. Because any hate, even if it's small, tiny, infinitesimal hate, it can only breed more hate. It cannot breed love. Mm -hmm. So right. even if someone slaps you really hard, and all you do is poke them back with one finger, you're going to get slapped or poked it harder, and so forth and so forth. And the only way to, to break it is to step in with something radical, unexpected, and really ridiculous in the eyes of the world, and that's love. Which, in the case of Vic, would have been to say, "I am always, always grieve." The loss of my child, but I can't bring back my wife and child by causing more sorrow and more death. But he didn't do that; he took the other path. But then, right. if he'd have taken that path, there wouldn't have been a movie. So, there you right, go. exactly. There you go. <laughs> I know what the darkness is now, Bill. I get you. I got told today, well, yesterday, that I would make a good. Crazy psychological crazy person. I think so, so right? too. Because I the, think you could do it. You could pull it I, off, Miss Ingrid. Oh, I, I love those parts. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you could pull it off. But but I also think you could pull off being uh you know somebody like um uh, Nancy Thompson from A Nightmare on Elm Street. I think yeah. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> oh, you really don't want that part, do you? <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know if I want to be in all that blood. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I would enjoy every moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's come into some questions here, guys. I I, I want um this. I've been dying to know um this. Um, Miss Ingrid, who is your favorite character? Uh, excuse me, guys. I'm kind of nervous. 
but <laughs> I, I shouldn't be. I've been doing this for three gosh darn years. I could, I should not be nervous. But I have a big star on. I haven't had an actor on here in quite a oh, while. So. <laughs> so it's just Bill. It's just Bill. Thank you, Tracy. Well, okay, Miss Ingrid, who was your favorite character in Ditch Day? My favorite character? Well, you know, Bill, you know I love you and everything. You know, I, I, I love the way you play your part and everything, but the, the thing at the end, it, it, it was the son. Because the son, for some reason, I think he felt it was the wrong thing to do. And he wanted to stop his dad, and, and he just shot him in the neck. And next thing you know, you see Dick, ritualistically to me um preparing to die you know and he just walks on until he gets to that body of water he falls in and that's it yep you know he's gone he, and he's going to join his family you know so yeah it it it, it Vic is very, it was very scary to me in, in this one, you know, compared to some, well, compared to some yellows I've watched, but in this one, Vic cracked me up, especially with the apples. Well, whose idea was the apples? <laughs> well, before you, I'll tell you, but before that, let me tell you what your favorite character was. Um, my favorite character was, um, I liked Lynn's character. I felt so bad. She was like a lonely housewife who just wanted, you know, she saw this this handsome man outside her door and she thought, oh, maybe, you know, maybe today, this afternoon we'll have a little afternoon delight in, in the <laughs> she, she got the opposite of that. And in, 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 in a way that was so, it was like by proxy times two almost because she wasn't even friends with the girl. She nope. was just the neighbor. She just happened to be around. So right. um, I think that of all of them, she was the most innocent one. In the um, in this, she, like, was she was her death was the saddest. It was. Yeah. It was. I have to agree with that one. That was. I, I didn't like, like killing. I didn't like killing Lynn either. I didn't care about the kids. I chopped them up all day long. <laughs> <laughs> but Lynn, yeah, I, I didn't like killing Lynn. Poor Lynn. <laughs> we, we did get a really nice kiss out of it. So I'll tell you about the kiss. But before that, and guys, if you are listening, you can watch the movie. You can see all these scenes. Yes, about. yes. Um, <laughs> the Apples. So this movie was directed by a young man named Joe Hendricks. Joe is a director who's done a lot of commercials in Europe. So he really likes strange artsy images. He likes things that are not explained, and so do I. Yeah. The first, the first movie I did for Joe, I wrestled a chicken. <laughs> you know, the idea of his, uh, of where Joe. So Joe, he he uh, 
texted me and he said, you know, do you want to play a role in this movie? I said, what role? And he said, Dakella. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, let's do something. Let's make him really strange in some way. And so I suggested, well, you know, maybe he likes some special food. And Joe said apples. I was like, awesome. Because apples are metaphorical. You know, you can take them to mean anything you want them to mean. Right. And they they broke the Garden of Eden, and they, you know, all yeah, yeah. So we put the apples. We put the apples everywhere in the movie. Did not explain them. Sure and did. Had him, had him offer his son an apple as his son joined. Mm-hmm. And, then, and his son, you know, he's like he's so proud that his son's eating an apple. Yeah, what yeah. What the apple mean? We left it entirely to the audience to say what the apple. Means. So then we get into post production and editing, and. The producers say, "What do the apples mean?" We say, "They mean whatever you want them to mean." Well, people are going to ask what they mean. Well, good, <laughs> because when people don't know everything about a movie, they'll talk about it. They say, "That's a weird ass movie. The guy gets eaten apples." Yeah, that's what you yeah. want. You don't uh-huh. want people to say, "Oh yeah, you know, it's very predictable." So Joe argued and argued and argued. He lost the argument. Character is actually、uh, I agree with Miss Ingrid.、Um, the son, the son was my favorite, and here's why. I, when I watch a horror movie,、uh, I don't care if it's、um, an independent horror movie or a mainstream horror movie. I'm always watching to see who the best actor is, who can get me to feel something. You know, I don't care what it is, and.、Um, And the sun, the sun, actually made me feel. I, I'm like, when he, when it turns out to be him, I was like, 
wow, it, oh my gosh, that's a twist. And, and, and so, and it was a twist because you did not know that it was the son. He acted very, very well. Oh, yeah. Well, Zach, if you're listening or anyone who knows Zach is listening, yes. that's a nice compliment. I agree. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he he should be, if he's not mainstream, I have no idea why he's not mainstream. Because, because many of us would freeze. Huh? That's yeah. why. Because there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of actors. Now, that there weren't before the internet, but now, if you put out a casting call, you get literally thousands of responses. Oh, and yeah. It's overwhelming. So that's why it's really hard for anybody to become mainstream in the way that it was possible before. But go ahead. Uh, oh, no, no, no. no. Uh, you know what? I, I absolutely agree. I, I mean, because now we have so many people, you know, who are, you know, trying to break into the business. As well, and, 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 and let me say, because you just brought that up, and I, I, I have to get on my soapbox for a minute. The reason that many of them are trying to break into the business is because they perceive that it's a celebrity business. Yeah. It's the, op- it's the it's, opposite. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, it's the least glamorous business in the world for 99% yep. of the time. Right, and it's really it's really hard work, and it's mostly rejection. But there's this image of celebrity, and that's what makes people uh, want to get involved, and that's why you get thousands and thousands of responses. <laughs> because most of those people, if they were doing like what a real actor does on a movie set, they would say this is really boring and it's really hard. Yeah, but that's the job. You know, that's your job. Right. And, and you know what? Yeah. You know what, um, Bill? I am so glad you said that because for me, I have, I, there's two things. I, I'm always saying um, everybody wants to be famous. Everybody wants fame, but they can't, but not everybody can handle the fame. Fame is false. Fame is not yes. real. I've, yeah. I've done fame. It's a small level of fame, but I've done red carpets, I've done national TV, I've done interviews on big shows. I know what fame is. The bigger fame is just a few multiplied steps from what I've experienced. And I can tell you that it's complete emptiness. It's not real. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if, if it promises what it cannot deliver, which is validation of yourself. Exactly. You never. A friend of mine, a good friend of mine in L.A., she says, Bill, you can never get enough of what you don't need. So if you're craving something over and over and over again, if you're craving it, you can't get enough, it's because you don't need it. Mm. And that's that's what it feels like, fame. No matter how much you get, you want more. Yep. And ultimately, I finally realized it's because... This, is, this stuff is poisonous, and I don't need it, and I got to get off the train. Right. Yes, amen to that. And another thing that I've noticed too, especially with uh, horror movies of today, um, again, whether mainstream or independent, you know, a lot of these actors and actresses are just doing it, like you said, Bill. They're doing it because of the celebrity status. I can tell. 
I, I can tell when an actor has the heart for acting and when an actor is just simply just acting. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? I think so, yes. I, I mean, I, I, I can tell when their heart isn't in it, you know. That's because actors do. They don't, they trust the process, prepare like a pro, mm-hmm. Get do your lines, get to a strand, look at that strand, then all of a sudden it should all fall into place where you memorize. Well, well shoot, it's kind of like, like what you said last week, Miss Ingrid, it's called falling in love with your character. Oh. And, and it's kind of like uh, like with um, Bill Obers. I, I could, um, uh, you know, Bill Obers Jr., I'm sorry. Forgive me, Dad. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I could tell that his heart was in Ditch Day Massacre. I mean, with each, because uh, 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 she didn't really have that many lines in the movie, Mr. Obers. But, Which is great. Yeah, you, I mean, yeah. because you could tell, and you don't want any lines. I mean, you're you're the killer. You know, the killer is you know, they don't have any lines. They just kill people. So, <laughs> but your He's facial, your facial exper- uh, uh, expressions, that should tell everything. That should tell us well, everything we need to know. And I it did. Part of the reason is. Uh, indie film is a very small world. Nobody makes a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And really, when you're doing a movie, you're doing it for the fans. And yep. you envision people that you've met at conventions or whatnot who just like a little entertainment, a little something to lift them up out of the ordinariness of day. And you're doing it for the people you work with, too. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a completely different experience from doing bigger projects because you, I, I want to. Joe is my friend, the director, and I want to please Joe. And I yes. really loved Lynn, and I wanted Lynn to be proud of you know, being in the movie with me. And all the kids are working so hard, and the cinematographer and the camera guy's really tired, back hurts. So you, you're doing it for all of those people. Now, and maybe if there's heart in it, maybe that's why it comes through. Wow. Yes, yeah. So people, of course, people who write, this movie sucks. <laughs> of course, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I, can't, I, I can't expect them to know that, but that's what's Right, right. And well, now they don't you understand, they don't understand envy. That's the whole thing. Uh, yeah, uh, I, and I gotta say, I'm one of those people. I mean, uh, Mr. Obers, please forgive me, but I, I have a problem with indie movies. And Mr. AC and Miss Ingrid, they already know, and they're trying to work with me. Uh, they're trying to <laughs> they're trying to get me to watch more independent movies and uh, I, I mean and and it's not because they're not mainstream it's because of what I said it's um, like you know with Indies it feels like even even though that um because miss Tracy explained to me how um, indie movies actually they can actually go further you know mm-hmm. than and then you know the mainstream movies can because mainstream movies so they have rules upon rules so i get that but but the acting 
it kind of feels like they're not even trying sometimes. But that's just my opinion. And and that's a valid trait. That's a valid trait. Putting their hearts into it, I can understand. Yes. Oh yeah. And I do, I do agree that um, compared to mainstream movies, um, indie movies tend to have less. Um, I won't say qualified, but um, not maybe not as passionate or not as uh, talented. Acting. Yeah, but you know what? Every actor started somewhere. Like, yeah, right? and that's what my fiance tells me too. My fiance is like, "Come on now, you know, don't be so hard on them." <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Like Brad Pitt did not just appear out of nowhere, you know, being beautiful and making um, big movies. He started small and little things. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Jennifer Aniston started at, and she was in the movie Leprechaun. Yeah, yes, like and that was an indie movie, like, wasn't it? I, I yes, think that was so an indie like movie. So yeah, kind of cheesy horror movie. It, but you see the the diamonds in the rough. You know, when you do watch an indie movie, that's when you get to see like, oh wow, this person's really good. And then you get to follow their career as they go up, and you can say, oh, I've known them since they were whatever. You know. Yeah. So right. It's, you, it's where you find the diamonds. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, guys, I I don't mean to interrupt, but we have to take a little break now. Uh, Just a little one. Guys, we'll be right back after these messages. All right, guys. So my second question um, is, who is your least favorite character? Oh, (laughs) Who is your least favorite character? <laughs> okay, Miss Ingrid, who is your least favorite uh, character? This is just because we have to focus on the day. Oh my gosh. Girl. Okay, okay. Bill, you have got to tell us about this man, that this. <laughs> Detective Man character, okay? How did he come about? Because uh, who is this now? Huh? Who who are you? Who? What character are you referring to? The uh, detective who gets in the girl's face and like screams oh. at her all the time. <laughs> My friend Brad Potts, who was also in Circus of the Dead, he was killed in there too. Right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shit yeah. out of me too. We had a little fight scene in there. Brad choreographed. He's like, "Am I too rough for you?" Throw me around like a rag doll. <laughs> My anyway, God. Yeah. What about him? Okay. What was his motivation? I mean, he's all up in the girl's face. I mean, it, I'm sure she could smell his breath at that point. <laughs> well, did you enjoy his death? I did. <laughs> I, I will tell you that. Um, uh, he ad-libbed most of it. Uh, I'm sure he did. <laughs> he looked like he did. All of the obscenities, we're just cracking up. <laughs> so, okay. so they wanted, the screenwriter wanted to have some different deaths using some different implements. That's a big thing in horror movies. Like, you mm-hmm. know, try to do things differently. 
And so he thought, oh, well, he's a weed whacker. So we had, of course, Brad's not hanging up there. We got a dummy hanging up, and the dummy loaded up with the guts inside. And um, we've only got one dummy, of course, being an indie movie. So, you know, you got to be careful. So um, I, I think the scene, I think I handed the weed whacker to Zach, who's playing my son. Mm-hmm. And so the idea is that the weed whacker is supposed to cut through the thin latex skin and the gut starts spilling out. Right. Well, nobody, nobody had actually tried this. And a weed whacker, guys, it's not going to cut through much of anything. <laughs> no. I, I learned this, that if, like, your significant other comes wielding a weed whacker, <laughs> you can say, like, honey, put that away. <laughs> no, it's just not going to work. Anyway, so the weed, the weed whacker, it just went... <laughs> we're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? we got to get this scene today. We can't move on because the dummy... <laughs> so the producers go to Home Depot. Uh-huh. They buy a chainsaw. Come back, and they we added a line where I take the weed whacker away and say, that was just foreplay. And yeah, <laughs> we go in with the chainsaw, and, and then of course the blood sprays and everything's great. And then when we're done, they clean up the chainsaw, pack it back up, take it back to Home Depot. Sorry, this didn't mm. work out. Oh no, well, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so somebody bought that chainsaw and had no idea that it was used to hack up Brad Potts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my very goodness. common, Latrice. This is very common in horror movies. I can't tell you how many things have been bought at Home Depot and taken back. Oh, yeah, uh, this didn't work out. This, oh my God! Imagine somebody buying something that you know was used in a horror movie. Oh my oh, God! Man, <laughs> you're a horror fanatic. You're like wigging out. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I will. I will tell you too. Speaking of blood. We filmed in somebody's real house. Oh, yeah, I can I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a friend of the writers, a friend of the producers. I'm not sure which, but so we had rules, and among the rules was uh, the upstairs had really nice carpet, and so we had to have cellophane plastic on all the floors. Don't touch the floors. Don't get anything on the carpet. Wow. So also there was a dog, and one of the conditions was you guys take care of the dog while the owners aren't there because I don't know the dog was more comfortable at home so anyway we're done upstairs and the plastic's already been taken off and they're out back mixing up a batch of blood you can see where this mm. is going no. so where's the dog hey guys where's uh-huh. the dog I don't know where's Fluffy you know Fluffy Fluffy had gone back gotten in the blood he really enjoyed and run back upstairs when somebody tried to catch you. Oh! <laughs> so we got a we got a blood drenched dog and paw prints on the nice bat on the nice bathroom rug. And oh my gosh! So they're rushing out to get steam cleaners to clean the blood, and they got it up. So they got it. They got it right away. But the dog, it stains. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what are we gonna do with the dog? They're like, well, only thing you can do is kill it. Yeah, you gotta shave the dog. <laughs> so, as a result, we got kicked out of that house three days early. 
every horror movie has these stories. That's just stupid. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's priceless. I can, I can just about imagine. Yeah. Now, Tracy, I don't think we got a chance to ask you who your least favorite character is. Um, my least favorite character um, was probably the dad. Um, he, he was very one note and very um, and it, it, actor who played him was not as um, mm-hmm. you know, but um, he, he didn't really seem to bring much to, I mean, the whole story could have kind of happened without him and I felt like he, I mean, I understand she, he had, she had to have parents, obviously. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, his yeah. point, I mean, I mean, he, he was the ex-cop that made the, you know, the guy with the bad breath go after <laughs> but, but I don't know. It just he, I don't know. He seemed kind of tacked on, like they didn't really need him. I hit him with the yeah. hammer on his shoulder too, by mistake. Oh, <laughs> oh no! I always, anytime there's anything involving violence, like do not put me anywhere near another actor. <laughs> yeah. I remember doing a, a short film where I was supposed to do a punch down. You know where the person's on the ground underneath you, and you're like, bam to the left, bam to the right, bam to the left, bam to the right. And at the camera angle, they shoot it. If you're close enough, it really looks like you're in the person's face. If they whip their face from side to side, mm-hmm. and um, poor Fred Pons off like that. Fred was like, Bill's gonna hit me. I don't want to do this. Bill's gonna hit you, and I was like, I might. You really? I might. <laughs> so I tried my best, but I'm kind of clumsy physically. And sure enough, I clipped Fred. He gets up and he says, I knew he was going to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. And so, I, I, I'm, um, bless me, I'm sorry. I can't remember the name of the uh, gentleman who played the father. But when I was hitting him and his wife in the car, I hit him on the shoulder by mistake. And he's like, ow! <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a rubber mallet, but still. Well, yeah, it yeah. still hurt. <laughs> Oh, hopefully, hopefully they at least, hopefully they at least got it on film. Real, um, yeah, realism. <laughs> yeah, realism. that was that would have worked. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you about the fireman's axe too. Before I have to go, um, there was a real fireman's axe that we were using, which is very cool. I've never used a fireman's axe, and I had, we hadn't seen one in a movie, so we thought a real fireman's axe was great. Well, they also made two duplicate fireman's axe, and. So uh, one of the scenes I'm supposed to chop down the door. Yeah. So they got uh, they got a fake door, and that was hollow, and, and sawed the door in. It's like Joe was like, I really want you to just go to town. And I said, Joe, I'm going to hit the door jam. I'm going to hit the frame. I can't <laughs> aim at that directly. And he was like, No, you're just going to like knock the. I said, It's not that precision, you know. I get excited in the scene, and sure enough, yeah. Crack the door jam, so they had to go replace the molding. Uh, oh then, no! Then the actual fireman's axe. In another scene, I broke it. Oh broke wow! Vigorously. So we had two of the the fake ones. So they handed me the fake one. I broke. It. Oh no! So we only did had. You, did one you break the left. Abraham Lincoln uh, scythe? Too? Yes. What? I broke. I broke two sides in Abraham Lincoln the same way by being a <laughs> Oh, my so goodness. In both cases, the 
whole second I had to hold it, and then they were like, I'm not giving Bill this until the actual second. <laughs> but but I want to tell you that it's really fun to swing a fireman's axe, and if you ever get the opportunity, you should do it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could probably let a lot of aggression out by doing that. <laughs> oh, and the, well, the feeling when it cracks, it's like the first time I fired a machine gun, which was in a commercial. I, I fired blanks, and it was like, eh, okay. But then when they, I got to fire the real machine gun in one shot. Yeah. It was like, bap, 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 and it over my head, and the smoke, and my immediate thought was, I like this, which is kind of scary. <laughs> kind of scary. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, violence is, um, violence is addictive, and it's cathartic to see it on screen. But, you know, it terrifies me to think of people becoming addicted to it in life, which they do. Oh, you're, you're yeah. right. You're so yeah. right about that. Uh, well, uh, Mr. Obers, I have got to ask you this. Now, do you prefer to um, act in independent films um, other um, rather than uh, mainstream films? You mean the food aside? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starving artist, yeah, you know. I knew you were going to bring up the food. <laughs> always, always with the food, Tracy. I'm like, in fact, I, today a friend of mine called who just did a big TV show. I was like, how was it? And she said, oh my God, they had an omelet bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I just care about is the food. Um, you know what? Indie films, ultimately, because you have to make so many compromises. You have a lot of money on the big projects, but there's so many people involved. I'll give you an example of that. And, and it's a great series. And I don't mean to denigrate in any way, but um, Screen Queens was a Fox series. Right. Yeah. So I did an episode of Jamie Lee Curtis uh, was directing. And there was a scene, and she and I had worked out a way to do it, and it was pretty um, slow. It was a slow burn scene. It had some humor in it, and she said, "This is great. This is, you know, this is this is a cinematic scene." So we rehearsed it, and we're ready to go, and we do a take. Well, when it's a show that big, you've got people generally from network who are hanging around. Mm. So Jamie Lee gets pulled to the side, and she comes back, and she says, um, "We've got to speed up the scene by three times." And she said, "They said it. They said it's too slow, and they're going to cut the scene if we don't speed it up." Wow. So on, on the spot, we had to figure out a way to make the scene work, and it did not work nearly mm -hmm. as well at the speed we had to do it. But on an indie film, there's a trade-off. Millions of fewer people would see it, but it would be better. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah. you. All right. I got you. Well, guys, my next question is, what was your favorite scene? Miss uh, um, Ingrid, what was your favorite scene in Ditch Day? My favorite scene is in Ditch Day was when, um, when when Bill did uh, the kiss with Miss what was her name? Lim Lowry. Yeah, Lim. Lim Lim Lowry. And then you took that sip of coffee. And <laughs> he said, I would have married you, I think he said. Yeah, he said, I'm a married man. 
I'm a married man, okay. And I was like, dang, I mean, I, he's still being cold even after she gone and came and kissed her and, <laughs> you know, resisting her and everything. I'm like, man, you know, he's just, he's just, he's gone. It's like he has no, it's nothing but bloodlust, you know. Well, at that point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bloodlust. I mean, I, I I thought he was just focused on the the ones that were the actual part of it, but no, no. He said nobody getting away. Anybody in my way today is getting it. Yes, so. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And Tracy, what was your favorite part or favorite scene, I should say? Um, my favorite scene is actually the kind of the first scene, the accent scene where, um, you know, the lights are flashing and, and mm -hmm. it's it's showing all these different angles and everything. And then they show Bill laying on the ground and he just swallows this one time. And you can tell it's like, like painful that he's laying there and, and they don't show anyone else, you know. Right. And then it disappears, and it's one of those things where you're like, once you start watching the movie, you think you forget about it because you're like, you get into the story, and you forget that that happened. Um, but then when you re realize what it means in relation to the rest of the film as it goes on, you you're like, oh, like that click, you know what I mean? I love that. Uh -huh. click. That click part is good. Mm -hmm. Well, my favorite part is actually when. Um, when it's revealed that the boyfriend is <laughs> is uh, the accomplice, I, I I love it because it um it, it, the acting I, I I just gotta give it up for that man, um Matt, yeah. I think it's his name he he, he just Zach did good uh, yeah Zach I'm so, I'm sorry I called him Max <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> Zach is his name. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, he did so good. I mean, he's like I said, he's such a great actor, and he 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 deserves he deserves to be in a blockbuster movie. I'm telling you, he's that good to me, guys. He was the only one besides Bill Oberst Jr. He was the only one that stood out to me. Yeah, uh, you know, for the younger generation, I was, you know, I was wanting more from the girl who plays Jenny. I was wanting her to, um, I didn't feel her being scared enough. And I didn't right. feel her, you know, um, being really remorseful about killing this man's family either. You know, I, I, I just didn't feel any of that from her. No. But what I felt from, uh, 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 Zach's character. It, it, it's undeniable how good an actor he is. And so that was my favorite part. And it made me remember about, it made me remember the movie Scream. Because um, uh, Matthew Lillard, and I'm sure you guys all have seen Scream. And, uh, you know, uh, Matthew Lillard did such a great job in portraying the accomplice to Billy's character. Mm -hmm. 
because you know we didn't know until the end that he was indeed the accomplice accomplice and that's how i felt about zach's character i i just thought, thought it was just excellent uh, now mr obers i have got to ask you what was your favorite scene in filming which was your the the scene that you loved filming the most pouring steaming hot water over my bloody neck <laughs> <laughs> it's not it the push-ups <laughs> that's right Do you enjoy uh, that? it was the push-ups for me the naked push-ups were also fun <laughs> <laughs> Well, I tell you one thing. I think the I think the kids had a lot of fun with those sex scenes. I I think I think they had. I think they matter of fact. I think some of them thought they were in a porno movie. Okay, <laughs> just my opinion. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. <laughs> I can't follow that up. Okay. <laughs> I like the way he, he he when he took his time to take his jacket off and <laughs> fix it and put it over the chair. That was yeah. that, that was Joe Hendricks. He, he said, "Well, let him flip his tie up. He's gonna get yeah. all over." Mm-hmm. Got to think about the tie, right? Weird too. The the sequence of uh, like the push-ups and. Uh, the uh, makeshift sour that he had at the beginning and all of that. Joe's idea was he wanted to show, which you rarely see in a horror movie, that the killer is just a person like you and me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that was his idea. He said, let's just show him uh, dumping water all over himself to clean himself. And, you know, just let's show him vulnerable and show him as just a person, which the producers didn't really like and so some of that stuff got cut but there's a little of it left in there and that was the idea with uh pouring the steaming water thing too Uh, was that we all you know it's a metaphor right cleansing we all have things that we'd like to be cleansed of and he's literally trying to wash away the blood oh yeah you know he's lady Macbeth. um and I, I really I like scenes that can be taken metaphorically as well as physically. I love using bodies in scenes. I don't think it's done enough. Right. Because bodies are not just sex symbols. We live yeah. we live in these things. We live in these bone, flesh and blood temples. Yeah. Nope. I was just and gonna the say only, the only way that society will view them is as sex symbols. As in what people will say, Oh, you look good. Oh boy, she didn't look good. You know, we, it, it's not about looking good. It's about how we use these bodies for good or for evil. Right. Or for something in between in the world. And so I love to see bodies used in horror movies for something more than just, oh, look, this. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I get that completely. You agree? I think that's why um, I really love that movie. You're next. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The, the main, the woman. I can't remember her name, but like she, she did not just. 
she was like the, she's like the only as far as i know horror movie um you know character who's ever said you know what screw this yeah. you know what screw you you're trying to do this to me you're trying to pin this on me no nope. no nope. it's not gonna happen i'm gonna fight back you know and she does physically and mentally and yes. um so i i really enjoyed that about that movie yeah and mr obers uh this has got to be said now you are such a good character actor that if they ever redo or make another stepfather, I would love to see you in that Ooh, role. Girl, yeah. I would love to see you. I mean, nothing against the original actor of the stepfather. Terry O'Quinn. Huh? Ooh, Terry O'Quinn. Yes, Terry O'Quinn is amazing. But if they ever remake it and he doesn't want the part, I think it should go to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. you're, very, you're very kind. Thank you. It's, it's very strange, Latrice, living in uh, a face. Ever since, even when I was in high school, people would say, are you okay? What's wrong with you? Um, and all through college, like, why so serious? Who died? Dang. Because you just have that kind of face. My resting expression is... Yeah, it looks malevolent, you know, like I'm going to hurt you. Uh -huh. But it's very strange to live in this space and to be perceived that way. Uh, I've grown to like it. I've grown finally to like my face. But it's mm -hmm. really weird to close your eyes and know what you're like inside and then to look in a mirror and know how other people see you. Oh, wow. And to know yeah. that there's a, to know there's a disconnect good. between who you know yourself to be and how you are presented to the world, and you can't do a damn thing about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's I mean it's good that you have come to terms with that because you know it, I mean it's just um, who who you are at this point, and and that doesn't I mean you're not a bad guy. I mean you're like one of the coolest guys right now that I know. <laughs> well, so, Acting, acting has helped with that because it allows you to realize that the way we perceive each other, we're so surface-minded, it's bullshit. It's absolute yeah. bullshit. We look at people and we look at uh, their hair. We look at the way they're built. We look mm -hmm. at color. We look yeah. at, and I mean, we're, we're visual creatures. We can't help, you know, there's, but I think what we should strive to this is bit in the Bible in the Old Testament, you know, where um, I think it's Jesse. Somebody can correct me, but they're looking for the next king, right? Mm -hmm. no, Jesse's son. Right. The problem right. is looking for the next king, and so he's going to, all through Jesse's son. Oh, this guy's handsome, and you know, it's got to be him. And God says, "Nope." Well, yeah. About him, you know, he's strapping. Looks looks like a soldier. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Not him. Mm -hmm. and finally, God speaks to him and says. I do not see as you see. Yeah. I see the heart. Right. Amen. And, and that haunts, it haunts me because I always think I, I miss it every time, but I so wish that I could shut my damn eyes and see the heart. Yes. I just, I wish, I, I wish we could do it. The world would be so much less a, a 
threatening, dark, malevolent place if we could just do it. Something. It's almost like if the world were blind, you know, like everyone was blind, right? Blind, and you had to make your uh, assumptions on a person by what they said, how they acted. You know, what I mean, it almost seems better. What you oh, feel, what you feel, yeah. You know, I yeah. Right I, now, I'm, I'm I'm listening to all of your voices, and I'm feeling connected to each of you, and feeling as if I know you. And if we were sitting on a subway across from each other, that would never happen. I would just be like, You're right. oh, you know, why is she wearing that? I, yeah, and, and I I guess that's yeah. just the. Um, the human nature side of us, and and I, but I I agree that it shouldn't be that way. Right. Yeah. We can do better be. by being a, by being aware of it. I think we can do better just by being aware. Every time I judge someone based on an appearance, I can stop and say, "Look what you just did," and at least mm-hmm. being aware of it, I think, is some small step towards correcting it. Right. Right. Yeah. And I try to think, like, but, if I see somebody and I make a judgment, I think to myself, that's not your job. Like, your job right. is to judge people, you know? Right. Your job is to live your life and to be a good person and to try to spread goodness around. It's not to look down upon someone else because of their choices or mannerisms or right. It's fighting the good fight is what it is. Jesus. Jesus yeah. couldn't have been more plain about that, could he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are so right. Yeah, you are so right, and and uh, you know, and that's why um, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves right here. This is how, you know, this is part of the you know how does this day um, pertain to the Bible, but um, that's why horror movie warriors was born. I'm a Christian that loves horror movies. And I know a lot more Christians that love horror movies, but I I know a lot lot more people Christians that look down on horror movies mm-hmm. because of you know because of the killings because of you know the demonic manifestations and everything. And, but tank, my man. question my question is always has always been and will always be. Have you watched the news lately? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, honestly, have you have you read the Bible? Like, look what happened. Oh, that too. Yeah. Oh my gosh! No, the horror. Yeah. There was a lot of horror going on. Yeah. So, so I mean, you know, it, it's crazy, you know. But um, oh, okay. My next question is, uh, what was your least favorite scene? And Miss Ingrid, we'll uh, start with you um, for this one. What was your least favorite scene of this day? Uh, my least favorite scene. Oh, was... you know what? Before before you answer that, Miss Ingrid, we have to take another break. Uh, but we'll. I'm be... gonna. Hey, I'm, I'm, before you take the break, I'm gonna step away because I've got to get ready to go to work. But this has been a great pleasure. Thank uh, yes, thank you oh, so much thanks. for being here, Bill. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
Hey, listeners, we are back, and we but we are back without Mr. Bill Obers Jr. He has to go. He has a job that he has. Um, uh, I think he's leave, leaving tomorrow. I think, or or something like that. But um, but we wish him well, and he wishes us well, and he wishes you guys well too. Um, but it, it, what an honor. Ingrid and Tracy, what an honor to uh, discuss the movie with the villain <laughs> of the movie. I mean, he, he is, I, I'm, I'm telling you, he is one of my motivations. You know, well, And Miss Ingrid, you have met him in person, have you not? Yes, I have. And I was very blessed to meet him in person and talk to him. And, yeah, um, I mean, as we can tell, he's a Christian guy who loves yeah. to play villain characters. Right. <laughs> and he's very talented in other areas as well. I mean, it's not just movies. I mean, he does, he did um, for The Way to Guilt for Tracy. You know, oh yeah, that, a voice that. a voiceover role, right? Yeah. yeah, he did the he narrated the short. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he was wonderful at that. You know, whenever he tells his cryptic tales, I mean, I listen to his podcast Gothic Nights. That puts me to sleep. That's like an adult. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I can tell his voice is like very melodic. It's smooth. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like, I don't know, it puts you in this trance. Kind you know of. who he reminds me of? Uh, only White. He reminds me of Tony Todd. Because Tony Todd's voice is like that. Mm -hmm. Very melodic, very soothing, very calm. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you watch Candyman, just listen to his voice. The way that he talks. The way that he's like, Helen, you know, mm -hmm. you doubted me. You know, it, I can't sound like him, you know, of course, because, you know, I'm a girl. But, but yeah, he, he I, I mean, it just if you listen to his voice, and, and it's kind of like um, Mr. Bill there. Uh, his voice is very soothing, very calming. Yeah, mm -hmm. so. That's, that's why I like listening to his stories at night. Before I go to sleep, I, I will say that um, Gothic Good Night was the inspiration for Weight of Guilt. I actually wrote the story. It's a lot longer than what we had time to animate, but um, mm -hmm. I wrote it as um, something that uh, he that I hoped he would read on Gothic Good Night. So yeah, he did more than read it. <laughs> he did, but you know, like that's why a lot How of awesome. like I tried really hard to. What, what happened? That, um, what do you mean? He, he said he did more than read it. Oh, no. Um, the the uh, story... Yeah, what I meant was, you know, he um, he did the whole narration. Oh, So he yeah, did yeah. more than read the it. The whole thing. Yeah, he yeah. did more than read it. <laughs> He's cool. He plays the character. He's a good boy, Sobo. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. when I wrote it, I wrote it to sound, a lot of people listen to it and they're like, why do you use so many words and why do you, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. initially it was supposed to be read. 
and, and none of that would come across unless you heard the words. Right. And I tried to use the wor words that were that sounded like they came make more from the time of the stories he usually reads. Right. Um, to try to make it all you know gothic and pull it together. Um, so that's. Yeah, I just want to mention that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, uh, guys, I do want to get um, to um, the next question here. Uh, and Ms. Ingrid, I think I was asking you before we have to take a break and before um, Bill has to leave, uh, what is your least favorite um, uh, scene in Ditch Day or Ditch Day Massacre? Oh, my least favorite scene. I think, um, I'm going to say the, well, it's kind of, I don't know. I, I want to say about the son getting away, I think. Did he get away? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. The cop killed the son. The, the cop, that's right. Um. I remember that because he, he shot him dead. I mean, really close. Um, what was that scene in my notes that I had? Oh, the shower kill. <laughs> the uh, the shadow on the wall. Uh, uh, he was walking to the bath, you know, towards the bathroom. And he, he, he it's almost like a Alfred Hitchcock moment because you see the, the silhouette of him walking towards his next victim, you know. So I, 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 I kind of like the way he did that. And again, another uh, scene where he took his jacket off and threw was tied behind us over his, uh, his neck. I think you misunderstood me. I said your least favorite scene. Oh, God. Yeah, the, the scene that you didn't like. Oh, I didn't like. Oh, when he had the, um, the parents in the trunk of the car. <laughs> when he put the parents in the trunk of the car. That's like torture, you know. And oh, trauma. yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're, especially you're, if you're claustrophobic. Yep. 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 And um, being, two people being in there one time, you know, uh, I'd be freaking out because I, I, I don't like to be held. I don't like to be people, you know, like manhandle me in any form. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. That's what. You know, that's why I couldn't be a wrestler. Yeah, see, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. You know, I don't get out of hand where people say, "Well, I needed to restrain you," and I'm like, "Uh, -uh don't touch me." Yep. <laughs> and Miss Tracy, what is your least favorite scene? Um, I, I didn't really have a least favorite scene, but there were a couple of things that. Um, stood out to me like I was actually pretty uncomfortable around the scene where um the girl with the braids in the in the guy go upstairs oh yeah she, she pulled out the sexual implement and decided, yeah, you know yeah. 
and I, I, yeah. it made me uncomfortable. I don't know. Just I don't. I don't. I don't mean to sound like any kind of phobic or no, no, or no. Like that. It just made me feel really like. It like made me like feel uneasy. Like, like a rape. You know what I mean? Like a man. Oh rape. yeah. Ew! It was a ew moment. Yeah, and um, and the other thing was when at the end when the girl, um, the main girl is like tied up and she's trying to plead for her life and trying to make him understand why she should live, which I mean, she was very selfish reasons for that. But anyway, right. she, had a, she had a contact lens stuck to her face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I cannot concentrate on anything about that contact lens. Like, I don't even know what she's talking about right now. <laughs> Man, I wish Bill was still on here so you could explain that scene. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, yeah, okay. That, I, that, that meant the continuity was off. <laughs> they, didn't, <laughs> they didn't take time. Okay, now, work. you guys are probably not going to like me for this, but oh, my oh, least oh, favorite oh. scene is actually uh Lynn's kill scene, and, and I know you know he really? loves Lynn, and for to me, and this is just to me. You guys don't have to agree, and neither does the listeners. But um, to me, that kill looked like it was fake, and to oh. me, to me, it could have been a lot more realistic. Uh. uh the way that she was screaming in the background, I, 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 I was just like, okay, I hear you screaming, but I don't hear. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what I was, uh, you know, hearing for, but whatever it was, I was listening for. I didn't get it. I did not get that. Oh, you're killing me! Stop killing me! You're killing, me. you know, kind of like um. Uh, okay, for ex for example. Uh, you all, you both have seen Friday the 13th part four, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, remember when, um, um, the character of Rob went downstairs to fight Jason and, and all of a sudden you, all you can hear is, oh my God, he's killing me. Run, Trish, he's killing me. You know, I needed that kind of desperation. You know, and I just didn't right. get it. All I heard was her screaming, "Stop, oh God, stop!" But I didn't hear that desperation in her voice. And I, that's what I wanted to hear. So, yeah. Like, like <laughs> Bill's, like my son, my 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 own son. Why? Uh, yes. Why? Yes. You know, you want to hear some? It was kind of like empty it was kind of lackluster for me. I must say. Yes, huh? I, I said it was kind. It was kind of lackluster. You know, her death scene was lackluster for me. I must say. And what? Well, well, while we are on the subject of kills, who, who, whose kill scene was more creative, in your opinion? And, and uh, Miss Ingrid, we'll go to you. Who, whose um, death scene was more creative? Uh. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to say, uh, <laughs> I, the 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 that axe in the back. 
Oh, when they were when they yeah. were doing the deed. <laughs> yes, and that's when the the first couple is who I'm yes. talking about. Yes, I I know yeah. exactly who you were talking yeah. about. And um, I was like, I mean, to have time to to do a preparation before you kill somebody. I mean, <laughs> like. Oh my gosh, what is this man thinking? He's not thinking because all he sees is red right that's now. That's right. That's what I, I was just about to say that. <laughs> that's all he sees, you know. And Miss Tracy, how about you? Uh, who uh, whose who's kill scene was more creative, in your opinion? Well, after listening to Bill um, talk about the weed whacker, <laughs> like, I kind of want to go with that one now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It was creative. It was very creative. That was a good thought on that. Well, you know who's that scene I thought was uh, more creative? I actually thought, you know, the girl that had all the tattoos like up and down her arms. Yeah, I, oh, I, I thought yeah. her that scene was creative only because she was the one who actually put up a little bit of a fight. And, and again, I wish Bill Opers um, was still here so so he could uh, talk yeah. about that scene. Oh, I just know, know he has a couple of stories about that scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies, okay. So uh, my last question is, uh, how does this pertain to, how does this day pertain to the Bible? And and we, we've been talking about the um, Bible, you know, kind of all throughout, you know, with Bill Oberst and everything like that. Uh, but um, uh, my thing was, I, I, I didn't really get any, you know, any deep messages. Um, because, simply because, I, I mean, to me, uh, they weren't being rebellious or anything like that. The kids were, I, in my opinion, my thought pattern is they were just being kids. They were kids being kids. They were, you know, of course, there's the sex thing, no fornication, of course, you know, we have that scripture. Um, but, um, but for me, uh, it would be secrets and how keeping secrets can harm you. And and not only secrets, but lies. You know, like, you know, Jenny wanted to tell the truth. She wanted to, um, you know, come forth and say, you know, I did it. I did it. Um, I was driving, you know. But her father, being the cop that he was, he covered it up for her. Yeah. So that was what I was, that was the takeaway that I got from it. I said, oh, so the moral of the story here is don't lie and don't try to cover things up because it's going to come out. Yeah. It's going to come out. And, and I, I don't have a scripture for that. Uh, um, uh, you know, I, I could not come up with this. Um, I did not come up with the scripture for that, but, but I'm sure that there is a scripture in the Bible that says, you know, don't cover it up because it's going to come out anyway. Uh, you know, darkness, well, the light will always shine 
in the dark. Right. Yeah. So, so that's what I got. And so, so Miss Tracy, how how do you um think that um this day pertains to the Bible? If you have an opinion at all on it. Um, I have two things. Um, one is actually the apples. Like I think about when um, Adam and Eve were in the garden and um, mm-hmm. what happened after they ate the apples, right? Was not good. So every time Bill ate an apple, yeah. it was like, oh, something bad. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. kind of... also, um, the, I thought like, because his character was so vengeful, um, like his whole like life was was turned into this focal point of getting revenge on this girl, and it kind of reminded me of um, King David when um, yeah when he goes and sees Bathsheba on the roof and he he calls her to him like a secret, you know, and then next thing you know she's pregnant, so now he has to. I mean, it's not really revenge, but you know, like instead of just saying like oh you know whoops or whatever, he, yeah. You know, he, Inspires to have Bathsheba's husband Uriah killed, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it was like so selfishly motivated, and so um, it was no uh, oh, what's the best thing to do here? It's like how do I save my own butt? And mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of how Bill was just like how how is this good for me? Like it's not who cares about the family that are gonna lose their teenagers or who cares about you know whatever? It's all about um, how, trying to him to make him feel better, which obviously did not work because it doesn't work. It made it worse when he had the flashbacks, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, yep, seeing it over and over again, and, and yep. realizing that it was covered up. You know, that's got to make anybody like, you know, what the? It makes you, know, you go crazy. Yeah, yeah, that, that would make me snap. I mean, I, I'd be the same way he was. I'd snap. Yeah. yeah. And being drunk at that, that you know that's wrong. Yes. Wrong. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, uh, Miss Ingrid, how do you um uh, feel that it pertains to the Bible? If you have an opinion on it at all, ma'am. It, basically, it, it, it just deals with a man that's going through grief that he can't handle. Yeah, you know, and it, and, and, and that's in the Bible too, grief. Yep, and how and, to handle and, it, and he's not handling it at all. He can't control his emotions. I don't know how he did it for that year. I'm surprised he didn't go on, you know. But I yes. think he was injured and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, he did he. He had it all planned out and everything. Yep. Well, ladies, you know what? I don't have any more questions. And, you know, I I tried to uh, find um, some fun facts that I could share with everybody. But they don't have any fun facts on um, IBDM uh, for this movie. And um, uh, I I, I guess that's because, you know, it's an independent film. You know, it wasn't really... um, uh, I don't don't know if it has been seen by anybody yet. That it it should because it's on Tubi. As um, Mr. Bill Oberst Jr. 
um, said in the beginning of the podcast. Um, and also, I would um, talk about the people that has passed on, but nobody has passed on from, from the film either. And then I, I, I admittedly forgot to, um, <laughs> to post a grouper's reaction on the group page, on the Horror Movie Warriors group page. So I don't have any of that. <laughs> so, well, at least we got some of Bill's stories for. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked him. I I did email him and I asked him to uh, please tell us some fun facts because I couldn't find any, and uh, and he delivered. <laughs> he delivered before he got yeah. had to go. He delivered. So, uh, but um, you know, the truth. I I don't mean to to, to um to cut in, but I did want to make a, a little statement about the Albert Einstein quote. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when he was sitting in his car, he had, it was looked like a map, and it had that very same quote on that piece of paper. I was wondering what that was because I couldn't make it out. I couldn't make out what it said. Yeah, and I had it written down, but of course, you know, you never can find it (laughs) when you need it. Yeah, and that's the truth. And and I had read it. uh, um, I had had read it earlier um, because they say it you know they um put it on the screen before the movie even starts so yeah and i had tried to make it a point to uh remember it i do remember that it was by albert einstein it, it has yeah. something to do with um madness the madness of men something to you do with that he can me- he could measure uh what was it? The 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 universe, something like that. Something but like that. Girl, don't go get me to lying, because I really don't even yeah. remember. But you can't, as far as man goes, you know, there that you can't measure what a man would do or a woman would do. Right, you right. You, um, in other words, you, you know, you, you don't know what you, you, don't, know, you, you don't never know, know what will trigger a person. Right. You what know, will trigger the, uh, it's, <laughs> you know, get them in the right position, you know, or the wrong position. Either way you right. look at it, hey, you know, you don't know what what can trigger something. That's so. right. Well, guys, we have come to the end of my podcast. Uh, I, I think it's been a good hour and a half, anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> But but next week, though, next week, I am discussing one of my very, 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 very favorite 80s horror movies, which is Slumber Party Massacre 2. I cannot wait. And I think that's that's an independent movie, too, if I'm not mistaken. But all all of them did such a great job. Uh, And I can't wait. Uh Uh-huh. There's actually a Slumber Movie Massacre podcast. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to have to check that out. It's four four women. (laughs) I'm going on. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? I think I do. I have heard that. Yep, I've I've heard their podcast. 
Yep. Yeah. I have. And you're right. I, I, and I think that's what it's called, too. Summer Party Massacre or something like that. Podcast. Yeah, yeah. something along those lines. Yep, I, I know what you're talking about. Um, but, um, but yeah, um, I'm discussing that movie with Allison Stone Well, um, Marlene Miller, and David Hahn, and I wow. think um, Alex, um, a, a newbie is actually going to be a, uh, Alex Abundus. I think that's his name. So, yeah. so I, I cannot wait uh, for for next week's episode. So, wow, I'm jumping yeah. right quick. Yeah, I had to do my yearly, my my yearly uh thing that I do, my little writing to everybody. Oh, oh yeah, uh, um, the uh, um, reading the new people. We actually do have two new new ones on the group page. Um, yeah, well, well I did Jody get Kendall. all the names caught up from uh, to that point. I didn't look today. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look today because today yeah. we got two new ones. All yeah. right, guys. And uh, that's my group page, guys. So um, just in case you're listening and you guys want to join the Horror Movie Warriors group page, you guys can and please do. Uh, we have so much fun on that page. I know I do. And I know Miss Ingrid, who is my administrator, uh, <laughs> one of my admins. And Miss Tracy, I know you have a good time too. So, well, guys, uh, until next week, this has been Latrice Carter, uh, Tracy Allen, and Miss Ingrid Hubert, and Mr. Bill Oberst Jr. in his absence. And we will see you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening, guys.